You're listening to Teacher Features, a podcast where real educators evaluate teachers from film and television and discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about education. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Teacher Features. I'm Jake Scott. And I'm Catherine Ober. This week we watched Mean Girls and we will evaluate Tina Fey's character, Miss Norbury. This is Teacher Features. So we're going to start with a summary like we always do. However, Tina Fey's character is not the main character in this movie. It's not about her necessarily, but she does play a pretty big role. Uh, so we'll summarize the movie and evaluate her based on what we saw, but she's not the main character. Go ahead, Catherine. So the summary of Mean Girls is Katie Harris moves from Africa and is thrown into American high school life. She wants to fit in and starts hanging out with the Mean Girls, but things get complicated for Katie when she finds herself becoming a Mean Girl herself. So in the end of the movie, she must break free and find herself once again. Good. All right, cool. So let's start with what Miss Norbury does well. And we should say again, she is not the main character in this movie. She doesn't get a ton of screen time. She's the math teacher. She's the math teacher in the movie. She plays a couple other roles in the movie too. But um, this is kind of appropriate because if you are a teacher, you know that your evaluation is based on a tiny fraction of what is, is observed by your administrator or evaluator. So this is kind of appropriate for us to... Decide to judge her based on a (laughs) tiny fraction of what she does. All right, so let's start with what she does well. What do you think she does well, Catherine? Yeah, I think the interesting thing about Miss Norbury is that most of the time I feel like we saw her, it was outside of, like, the regular school day or the classroom. Like, we had run-ins with her, like, in the mall or at the talent show. So one thing that I noticed about her was she was really involved in extracurricular activities. I felt like she was in charge of the mathletes, that little, like, math club after school. She was on, like, the talent show committee or something because she was playing the piano for the students. Yes, she did. So I just noticed that, that she seemed to be a presence in their lives outside of the school day. I, I agree. I think she was involved. It showed that she took an interest in the overall school uh, culture. culture that was going on because she was a coach and she played the piano at the talent show. So she was definitely um, she was definitely involved in the school beyond just her classroom, yes. which I think is really good, and I think good teachers tend to, to take on more than just their responsibilities as a classroom teacher. They do other things. Because the fact is, like, as a classroom teacher, this is horrible to say, but I don't feel like you can fundamentally reach all the kids that you need to always in that school day time. Like, I know this year we're implementing this girls on the run program at my school. Okay. It's like an after school thing. And I know that that's going to reach a lot more girls at a different level than we would have been able to reach in the normal nine to four is, school day. What is girls on the run? It's, um, it's a nonprofit organization that has the goal in the end, the girls run a 5k it's for a third, fourth and fifth grade girls, but it also um, connects them to talking about more health-type lessons, like self-confidence, positive self-talk, body image, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. It's super cool, yeah. So we're doing it for the first time at my school this year. I'm in charge of attempting to facilitate it and be a head coach. Never have coached before, so that should be interesting. But it's a really cool program. 
That's really yeah, great. and so I but that just kind of connected to this movie for me. Like those mathletes probably weren't really getting what they needed in the regular school day math wise. Yeah, Kevin Napore really exactly more uh, opportunity exactly to find himself or whatever. Yeah, so that it, this just shows me like sh- that to me that's an example of good teaching because most likely that was on her own time and like this like you're not paid. Sure, I bet she was paid for her coaches. Do you? Oh, coaches get a stipend. I'm not sure. getting paid. Well, you uh, most. If you are a high school coach, you get paid. I guess high school. Yeah. If you're a high school coach for an activity or something, you're more than likely getting paid. Um, but, but like the piano, playing the piano, do you think she was paid for that? Uh, Volunteering sure. at the dance? Well, I don't know. Well, whether she was paid or not, um, I think it's good that she does that. And it's yes. Like, there are definitely teachers that you meet who they're there at the morning when the yes. bell rings. They leave as soon as yep. school is over. And that's what their contract dictates, and that's fine. But... I think most good teachers are somehow going above and beyond. Tina Fey's character, Miss Norbury, seems to be taking on those things. She's at the dance chaperoning. She's at the <laughs> she's at the dance chaperoning. She's at the talent show playing yep. the piano, and she's um, coaching the mathletes. So I think that shows that she's a pretty dedicated teacher. Agreed. That was my first yay Tina Fey. Another thing I liked about her is I think she held her kids to high expectations i think when katie starts to fail on purpose she confronts her about Mm -hmm. it and says you know all the work is right but the answers are wrong so she can see what she's doing and she calls her out on it and i think that's good that she knew her kids well enough to spot when something was out of character and unusual and tried to hold her accountable for it but i think she's definitely so human with them and i think that goes a long way with kids because they can sense if you're faking it or being phony yep. or and, putting on an and, act and exactly like when when katie didn't like fess up to writing that page about her in that burn book she flat out said like i'm disappointed in you katie mm-hmm. or when she calls out regina in like the big group meeting like who here has been personally victimized by regina george like she like she she states the facts the way that they are yeah she she is just real. She yes. keeps it real with those kids, for sure. What else did you think she did well? Yeah, so in in addition to being honest, I it kind of goes along with what you're saying. I thought she was very re- relatable. Okay. I felt like she was a relatable teacher. Like, the way that she handled the meeting when they brought all the junior girls in, she didn't seem like an administrator, and she kind of seemed like a teacher, but she wasn't a friend, and I think that's, like, a very hard balance with older students is that balance between being a t- teacher figure, but also you're almost kind of like a friend figure at the same time. Like, I don't know if friend I figure do. is the right word. I do really? because like when you teach out like really little elementary school, like children, I feel like you have this balance between being a teacher and being like a mother figure. Hmm. That's what I constantly felt. And in the upper grades, it's this balance between like being a teacher, but like a, maybe not from like a relatable role model. Okay. And I think she balanced that well. Yeah, she was – I think we we probably got to see her most in a teacher role because you're right that we didn't really see her teaching a lesson yes. when she was in her math class. Like she stood at the overhead for a little bit, but we never really watched her yes. teaching anything. Um, but the most teaching she did was in that uh, – in the assembly, in the gym, when she had to address the kids about bullying. And I thought she did a really yeah. good job with that. It seemed like we have a program – in the Twin Cities called Youth Frontiers, and they come out and do, like, 
anti-bullying kindness retreats isn't it they're the yeah, retreats yeah at our old school we would have the kindness retreat where they'd come out and talk about building a strong community and getting along with other people and being nice to each other and it it seemed very much like what they were trying to do with that meeting and tina fey was the facilitator and she was kind of thrown into that role uh by the principal and she was able to ask some questions and get the girls involved and then come up with some activities to try to address the the bullying and mean girl issues that were happening at the school. And I thought she did a pretty good job of doing it. And realistically, too, if you think about, if you, I even think of like my fifth graders. If I took all the fifth graders at my school and put them in one room and then asked them to share like their most personal feelings in front of a large group, like that would be a very challenging situation to manage. And like, granted, it's fictional, but for the fact that the girls did share, like, obviously they trusted her. Yeah, they must have. And they must have, or else they wouldn't have stepped up and said anything. They could have all just sat there silently till 4 o'clock. Right. I think we did something like this in high school where, actually, I think freshman year, and we went to some place, and there was a guy who played the guitar who had long gray hair, and then we had to, like, sit in the dark with candles and, like, share secrets or something. <laughs> I can vaguely remember it. I should ask some of my high school classmates and see if I'm getting this totally wrong. (laughs) If you are listening to this and you remember our freshman year and you know me, please fact check me and tell me if I'm getting this right or wrong. Anyway. We never had anything like that at my school. It didn't make a big... I'm disappointed. But we... We had Rudy Giuliani come. Did you really? Yes. Why? What year was... Like, what was he doing? Was this before or after his... Because he ran for president a couple years ago. I don't remember. It was after 9-11. Okay. Because 9-11 happened when I was in 8th grade. So it was either 9th or 10th grade. So he must have been continuing to run for office. I mean, they thought, like, I guess if you think of, like, if we are fast forward 100 years in the future, he probably still will be a historical figure because he was probably most associated with 9-11. So I think that they, they, like, twisted it that way. But it's funny that he came to exactly. Minnesota and to then talk to a bunch of high school kids. My friends can fact check me. If I remember right, I had two friends that wore, I think would have been Gore or Carrie. I don't know who was running. And they wore that button. And, like, I think they asked him, like, to take it off. Oh, really? Which is not allowed. Like, you can't tell a child to take that off going into a rally. That's funny. Who told him? Administrators, I think. Oh, I had a friend who went to a high school in Wisconsin, and he was, he's, he was my roommate in college for a, brief time we lived in a house together and he would tell a story about when george bush came to his high school to give a speech and i think he like stood up and yelled something and was then questioned by the secret (laughs) service i don't think the secret service was involved well because yeah but this was when bush was the president oh and he stood up and shouted something or he wore something and he was like like intimidated by the secret service is what he told me so it's just hearsay. I don't know if we can publish this or not, but we can. Why not? Yeah, it's interesting. This is hearsay. I don't know. Fun if it's facts true or not. Fun that fact. may or may not be the, true. Well, so fun. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> uh, I think another thing she does well is build rapport with her students. I think we we only get to see her relationship with Katie for the mm-hmm. most part. The fact that she confronted her in the gym and had that direct confrontation with her about the burn book and apologies in the classroom when she assigns her to be a mathlete i think you can see that she really knows her students at least she knows katie and 
and has ideas about how to push push that student into well she even says she's a pusher failing you know what's weird about your quizzes katie is that all the work is right and just the answers are wrong really really katie i know that having a boyfriend may seem like the most important thing in the world right now but you don't have to dumb yourself down to get guys to like you how do you know i know how would i know right i'm divorced i'm broke from getting divorced the only guy that ever calls my house is Randy from Chase Visa. Oh, you know why? Because I'm a pusher. I push people. I pushed my husband into law school. That was a bust. I pushed myself into working three jobs. And now I'm going to push you because I know you're smarter than this. And I think high school kids probably really need to yeah. be pushed a lot of the time to do the right thing. Because when you're in high school, you are just ready to do the wrong thing all the time. So it's good to have... I was not like, that, I don't Well, I wasn't really like that either, but not the wrong thing, but just dumb things. High school kids do dumb yeah. things so much. Uh, so it's good to have someone who's going to push them in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's talk about what Miss Norbury does poorly and where she can improve. Yeah. So what is something bad that she does? And I don't know if you're going to agree with this. Okay, let's hear it. But I, in general, do not think that using sarcasm is good with students, and she used a lot of sarcasm. She does use a lot of sarcasm. A lot. And I think that there were times where, like, because they're older, maybe they would understand it. But I, I think that sarcasm brings a different tone, and it brings, I don't know. Well, sarcasm is a mean kind of humor. It's like yeah. fundamentally at its root, sarcasm is mean. There's something mean yes. about it. Um, and I know that when I, I think I used to be a little more sarcastic, yeah. especially, yeah, I think I used to be more sarcastic and I have turned away from that yeah. so much. And like, especially in the, in the school I work in now, um, I have a lot of students who just have a tough time at home and they're slow to build relationships with, with adults they don't know. And so sarcasm just undercuts it and it makes it really tough to get someone to trust you. Yes. Um, and it is mean, and so it doesn't I, – I agree. I think maybe with high schoolers in this situation it can be okay because some teachers are very sarcastic, and their kids like it, and it's But and it I think works. some kids like it. Some kids yeah. like it, and some kids maybe don't. That's probably true. Um, no. I remember I was a kid who, who thought sarcastic teachers were really funny. I wouldn't like it, though. It would make me anxious. Yeah, so I can see – yeah, I can see where some people would not like it. But I know that for myself, I, I have stopped being sarcastic Yes, because I think if – I can't think of all – like, there are a lot of – she was sarcastic a lot throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And the one that sticks out to me was when after Katie comes up, after the whole burn book has come out, and she's like, oh, you know, it was really wonderful seeing the cops come and raid my house looking for drugs. And, you know, it was just a great end of the year. And, like – there's an element of that. I'm like, do you really think like that's helpful right now? Yeah, that. I don't know that it was helpful. I think it was kind of going with her, the way that character was the whole time, where she was very, kind of open and honest yes. with the kids. So, and Katie had kind of deserved uh, yes. a little bit of that anyway because she had, had done, done that. Done that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I just that wouldn't be the choice I would make. Sure. Yeah, I think I think it was true to her character. I don't think it did any damage at that point with that student. I think as a teacher, if you have a sarcastic sense of humor and you want to use it, I think you need to be very particular about who and when 
Because there's probably situations where that would be totally fine. And I think this was a situation where it was fine for her to say that to the, to Katie after all the stuff that they'd been through. Um, but then say it, in, say it in a truthful tone. Like, Katie, you know, I appreciate that you came forward. I want you to know that it was really difficult for me. Having, like, I, I would flip it. I, I don't, I, I think you can be honest. Oh, I... Yeah. I wouldn't be sarcastic in that situation. I think the problem I have with sarcasm in the classroom is that it's mean, and I think it was okay for her to be a little mean to Katie at that point. If the cops had really come to your class after a false accusation by a student, because that's what that was, like in that yeah. burn book, that's a false accusation that my teacher is selling drugs. And, like, if that's I, – I don't know. I think a high school student, like a 17-year-old who does something like that, yeah. I, I don't – I, I I take no issue with her being sarcastic in that situation. I think in other situations, you want to avoid using sarcasm in the classroom, probably. Um, but I think Katie had it coming. We can disagree. Yeah. That's fine. That's more yeah. interesting if we do. That's, um, what else does she do badly? Do you have one? I have. Um, I think sometimes she overshares. A I think lot. she overshares. A, maybe a lot. A lot, lot she overshares. Uh, I think she needs to maybe set some more boundaries with her personal life and what she shares with yeah. students. Because I think at one point she gives them a bunch of information about her ex-husband and how she pushed him into law school or something yeah, and then left her and <laughs> left her for broke yeah. somehow. So I think that there's some things you just maybe personal life, private life. And, like, I uh, I do believe life. in – like, I tell the my, – like, my students know personal things about me. Like, my family, mm-hmm. my nephew – my dog, but like I also always keep it at like a pretty superficial level, unless it's something like I know, like when my grandma passed away this year, like I couldn't, like sometimes I think it's good for students to like sit with emotions like that, like and see me, you know, like, that was really hard for me, and like trying to talk through how I wasn't going to be at school some days, and so I think like there's a balance between what personal information you share. Because I don't think sharing personal information is bad. I agree. I think it's what personal information. And how it's shared, too. Exactly. Like, she was doing, like, these throwaway, sarcastic exactly. kind of information about her personal life that was – it was just – it would make me uncomfortable if a teacher talked like that. I share personal stuff about yeah. myself all the time. Like, I talk about my family, and I talk about other things as they relate to the class. I think but personal I don't, things tie kids in. Well, it's also a way to for you to, like, model how an adult can manage emotions in different yep. situations or how, like, when my, my dog died last year in the middle of school, he he I had to take him to the emergency vet to be put down at, like, 4 in the morning and then go to school two hours later. And I had a rough day, and I remember, you know, the kids, we talked about that, how much it hurts to lose someone yep. or a pet. Um, and then when my daughter was born, I talked to the kids about that and you know talked about how she had had a little trouble and had to go to the hospital and we talked about that and so i think sharing that personal yes. information with them invites them to it makes you build a, real a relationship yeah. it makes because at one point in the movie they say seeing a teacher outside of school is like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs yeah. and that's because teachers sometimes feel inhuman like they kids think you live at school exactly i remember i had a student i wore a a shirt and tie and some slacks to school once. And one of my third grade students, this was years ago, one of my third graders said, whoa, Mr. Scott, do you have a job interview or something after school? 
I was like, what? What do you mean? She's like, you're dressed up really nice. Are you, do you have to go? Do you have to go to work after school? I was like, this is my job. I'm here. No. I'm not here to learn how to multiply with you guys. Like. Yep. Um, no. So I think sometimes. It's what personal information you share. Yeah. So I think you have to be careful with that. And I think she was oversharing in a way that, if I was in her class, that would have been really awkward to yes. hear her say some of those things. Agreed. Um. So, just check it, Miss Norbury. Just don't don't overshare with your kids. Um, what else? I didn't like how she did grading or how she shared grading with her students. Cause like every time she passed out tests, she made like verbal comments like, you didn't do very good on oh. this one. And like, I'm like, why would you do that? Why didn't I, you just write it down or something? Yeah. Or like hand it out and then talk to them after class compared sure. to like. A little bit of public shaming going yeah. on for a bad grade. Okay. Katie, over and over and over, she did that. Yeah, and I and even the kids when they did well, and she would call them out on doing well. <laughs> some kids really do not like public exactly. acknowledgement. Exactly. So like I that. didn't it makes like them that. Bothered too. me a lot. Okay, so private, private uh, praise and private. Yes. Uh, uh, what is the opposite of praise? Private. Like it's not a reprimand. No, it's just private. So private. Private. Yeah. Private comments about the grades. Um, I think that. This wasn't really. This was just a mistake, um, so it's not. It doesn't make her a bad teacher, but it did make me think of something I have done. So at the very beginning of the movie, when she gets coffee spilled on herself and she takes off her sweater, but her shirt is stuck to the sweater, and so she exposes herself to the oh entire class. It was so funny, and it, like that's just a thing that. That's just another example of her being human. She made a mistake, um, an embarrassing mistake. But but she keeps talking about it afterwards. Whatever, not nah, hardly. Yes, she does. A little tiny bit. To the principal, she goes, I don't want to be, we can talk about this another time when my top isn't see-through. Oh, wh- whatever. That's just. Yeah, I can't imagine. She's things. just acknowledging the situation. But that when I was teaching fourth grade at our old school, we had stability balls yeah. that we sat on instead of chairs. And we were taking a break. We had some free time in class. And I had some very uh, energetic boys who really wanted to move around, but we couldn't go outside. And so we were playing in the classroom. And I was showing them different things they could do with the stability balls to get their energy out. So they were like bouncing and balancing and doing different things. And I was showing them how to put their feet on the ball and then do push-ups while they balance <laughs> with their feet. And so I get into position to do this. <laughs> And all of a sudden, and rip my pants, split right at the seam, like, and, and instantly I was like, oh no. And I think I had a teacher aide in there or something. And so I like covered up and thankfully I was going to the gym after. So I had a gym bag full of workout clothes. So I ran to the bathroom and put on athletic shorts and a t-shirt and came back in and finished the class. But I did not hear the end of it until, I mean, even after that year was done, I was still that teacher whose pants split. And it was so fun. And like the kids thought it was so funny. And I had a couple boys, the boys who I was hanging out with when it happened, they just, they could not stop. And they reminded me of it all the time, but it actually worked out fine because it became like, it was humanizing. It was, very funny and then they kind of had this little inside joke with their teacher and yeah you know it ended up being funny like moments like that happen and it doesn't make you bad necessarily but it sure is embarrassing and so it's uh yeah we ended up watching that spongebob where he ripped his pants in class as kind of a bonding experience so um 
that was just a thing that happened. It's not good or bad. Uh, let's see. This is not specific to Miss Norbury, but in this movie, they do depict some other examples of some bad teaching. I think there's a little montage in the beginning that just kind of illustrates all the dumb rules that we might have at school. Yeah. Like... We got in trouble for the most random things. Where are you going? Oh, I, I have to go to the bathroom. You need the lavatory pass. Okay. Can I have the lavatory pass? <laughs> nice try. Have a seat. I had never lived in a world where adults didn't trust me, where they were always yelling at me. Don't read ahead. No green pen. No food in class. Bleiben hier in vorgenannten Platz. And then the other thing I thought was an example of kind of bad teaching is the empty threats given. And an example, like I hear teachers do this all the time with empty threats, but in the principal, when he is talking to the, addressing the group in the gym, he goes, I will keep you here all night if I have to. I will keep you here till four if I have to. Yeah. Um, but empty threats like that happen all the time. And yep. it, it's such a good way to undermine your authority yeah. if you threaten something that can't happen. I yes. know someone who always threatened to take away recess but could never follow through because they didn't and have just, someone to supervise. I just can't stand people taking taking getting rid of recess anyways. Yeah. That's like a pet peeve of mine. But right. that's another Well, thing. it never happened anyway because the threat was empty. Well, and the good. kids knew it very quickly. And so they good. did not listen to this person when when they threatened to take yes. away their recess. Um, so that was another example of bad teaching. But Miss Norbury didn't do that. That was the principal. And it was just one time. And it was actually very funny. So I did not leave the south side for this. <laughs> I love when he yelled at. I love that whole sequence. I think it's so funny. Um, How did he break his... What was with the arm? I, when did the arm... The principal in the beginning did not have a broken arm. And then suddenly he had a broken arm. And I was kind of like fast forwarding through a little bit, you know, trying to find when Tina Fey was. I don't remember if they told us that or not. I was just very confused about the broken arm. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he really broke his arm. I don't that know. That was sense. just, that was a point of confusion for me. Um, was there anything else that was bad? Yeah, I I think it kind of like, I feel like she's kind of always on this like boundary of like being honest and relatable, but also like too much of a peer. And I think that really came through when, like, they finished their little mathlete competition. And then Katie was like, oh, I got to go home. I'm grounded. And Tina Fey was like, well, you're already out. What are they going to do? Something like that. And, oh. then they, and then she brought her to the dance when she was supposed to be grounded. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be too pleased if I was a parent and I. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking about it from, like, the standpoint, like, like. Well, that worked out so well for the plot of the movie, but it you're did. right. If, it in was real life, pretty if the bad teacher if you were just like, oh, t- don't yeah. listen to your parents. Yeah, in real life, that would be pretty. Yeah, so um, that would be pretty. That egregious. was a probably good not, point. Good point. Okay. Not the best choice by Tina Fey. It worked out really well in the movie. I know, but you're she absolutely broke right. The crown. Oh, I love oh, it. God. Um, it's just plastic, and then she breaks it. So good. Throws out the tiara. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, that's like the dream. All right, so if we wanted to give Miss Norbury some ways to improve as a teacher what what could we tell her to do i forgot to say this one in bad and so i'm going to tie it in now with the improvement okay and like we said it's just a snapshot of a teacher so like you could come into my room three times in the course of a month and you may see the same thing three times but almost every time we got a snapshot of her she was standing at like the front of the room or at her desk oh it's a very teacher-centric classroom as far as we know Exactly. So if that is what really only happens, I would say that that would be an area for growth. Changing the, making it more of a student-centered classroom. 
And I know when I was, she taught some upper level math yes. class. And I remember when I was in math class in high school, That's it was always teacher centric. And yes. I, maybe that's why I was so miserable in math yeah. class. I don't know. I know. That was just a minor thing I noticed. And the other thing I think she should improve on is it's just that, and I don't know how you improve on that balance between being relatable but not appear. Yeah. I, so that's, that's what that's you would improve, my like work on your boundaries. Boundaries, okay. yes. And the sarcasm. I'm taking up probably all yours. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I think I think next steps for her and for the school as a whole, I think they just need to do more community building to try to address the bullying stuff that was and going on. And she was good at she that, She was though. pretty good at yeah. it. I think, but it, I think it came – it was very reactionary instead of proactive because uh, if they had maybe done some team building or something – at the beginning of the year, or as these kids were freshmen, maybe, maybe be they would have addressed it beforehand. So I think a next step would be to implement more community building stuff in the school and in individual classes yeah. to try to to try to address all the um, all the mean girl stuff that was happening. And they ended up doing it at the end, but I think maybe some prevention would be helpful for that school. Yeah. So let's attempt to rate. Miss Norbury, this is going to be a little bit of a challenge because she has very little screen time in the movie, so we don't know a ton about her, but we'll we'll do our best. Uh, we can say she's accomplished, proficient, developing, or ineffective. So, what are your thoughts? I would say I think she is a proficient teacher. Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm trying to process why. I like she's she's not like the best math teacher I've ever seen. But she's not a bad teacher. Like, there are things that she does that are really, really... I feel like she does more good things than bad things. Okay. So I think she's proficient. I think, based on what we saw, I would probably also say she's proficient. That's not to say she couldn't be accomplished. We just... I don't think she's accomplished. Not observed. Yeah. So based on, like, the small fraction of time we get to spend with her in this movie, I I think proficient sounds, sounds like a reasonable rating. Something else we are doing now is... What can we learn from Miss Norbury? What can you watch her do and then take back to your class? Is there anything? I think that highlighting like the benefit of the roles of being involved outside the school day, I think that's something to take away. I think it's a good takeaway, kind of a reminder what not to do. That sarcasm piece is, can be a killer. I also think that her involvement in the extracurricular stuff is a good... Um, example for other Mm -hmm. teachers and I think that it's good to remember that school is more than just what happens in the classroom it's it's really a whole community and when you can be involved in other ways that helps everyone I think that's it do we have anything else to say about Miss Norbury I don't know if we have anything else to say I mean we talked she was a lot better compared to the other teachers in the school like the coach that was having oh, the like coach that relations was with having the, uh, relations with underage. Coach Carr, get away from the underage girls. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, I he, would say he needed to go. He yeah, was, he's a oust him. Yeah, he he needs to go. Who else? I'm trying to think of the other the teachers. science teacher that didn't let her go to the bathroom. But that's oh well, that's him. just whatever. The principal. The principal was. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I thought he, he did, did a good job. Yeah, he addressed that bullying right away. Oh, like, junior girls. To the auditorium, or like or the gymnasium, something then, like yeah, that. Yeah, he smashed the fire alarm. So he was yeah, that was take, aw- that was an awesome scene with the bat. Like, but I was like, why does he have a bat behind his desk? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Maybe he was a baseball player or something. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed that part. Um, he had some great lines too. Yeah, the principal has some great lines in this. I I think he was a, he seemed like a pretty decent. And he principal. ends up with Tina Fey at the end. Well, at least at the dance. I yeah, think I think they get married. That they're gonna, oh, yeah. Yeah. Happily ever after. Maybe. 
All right, I think that's the episode. I think we've got it. Thank you for listening to Teacher Features. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. It helps our listeners discover the show. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at PodcastPLC, to share your opinions about the teachers we discuss on the show. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks. Bye. Well, Did you know, though, fun fact about Mean Girls. Okay. Aaron Samuels. Yes. When they wrote that, when Tina Fey wrote it, can you guess which celebrity she feels like it was based on? Wait. Which celebrity Aaron Samuels is yes. based on? It's going to surprise you. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Jimmy Fallon. What? Really? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about, a, I don't know enough about very, Jimmy Fallon. That wasn't a very fun fact, I guess. But that's Oh, because I suppose said. they worked together on SNL. Exactly. So they knew each other. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, fun fact about that. I think I have any other fun facts, but I know a lot about Mean Girls. It's a great really? movie. Really? <laughs> <laughs>